Hello, and thank you for listening to the first ever episode of the How She Ate an Elephant podcast. Chances are, if you're listening to this anytime in 2017, you are a friend or a family member, and for that, I love you. And if I don't know who you are, welcome. I hope that this podcast will be of some use to you. Uh, The point of the How She Ate an Elephant podcast is to be a diary of accountability for myself and hold myself accountable for the things that I want to do in the future Um, and hold myself accountable to the person that I want to be. It's a recurring theme for me that I see myself projected into the future um, and currently I don't necessarily see myself on the path towards that and this is my way of course correcting And really doing the things that I say I'm going to do and that I know are necessary for me to live up to my fullest potential. Um, And I know that external accountability works for me. Uh, And so thank you. You are helping me greatly just by listening. Um, I also hope that for anybody out there who is dealing with um, finding their passion, kind of finding their way in life, uh, that hopefully... As I work through this for myself, that it will be helpful or serve as a guide of what to do or you know what not to do in case it doesn't work out. Um, but yeah, I hope it will help you. And I actually really hope that throughout this process that I will learn about myself and really see some positive um, and really see some progress towards my future goals. I do want to note that some of this episode was pre-recorded, and you'll hear me refer to this podcast as the Accountable Podcast. Um, that was the original name until I changed it to How She Ate an Elephant for reasons which will become clear very soon. For those of you who don't know me, if you continue to listen to this podcast, you'll learn a great deal more about myself, my personality, and um, some of my personal triumphs and tragedies. I'm a 20-something-year-old trying to find my way throughout my career and relationships and throughout my life. Um, I think much more will be apparent as you continue to listen, so I hope that you will. And with that, here's the first episode. First episode of the podcast is going to focus on I think the first and major element that I, I've noticed over the past couple of months um, is the role of avoidance in my life. So if I didn't avoid certain tasks and push things off, I wouldn't really need an accountable podcast. Um, and it's kind of gotten bigger over the year, uh, over the past couple of years. There are still a lot of things that I've been able to do, and this is not an exercise in bashing myself or finding things wrong with my personality. But it is monitoring the patterns that I've noticed. So it starts off with a joke. I joke about, you know, things that I want to get done and how I'll never get do them. And then that kind of evolves into stress. That evolves into full-blown avoidance. And so that means, like, when I get an email... I immediately feel a a stressful feeling, something that I need to do, especially when it's just a simple response. Sometimes I'll open it and type out that response and just not send it. I'll think, you know, I need another week or two to really, really get into this. 
or just need a little bit more time. And then rather one or two weeks will pass. And then not only have I, instead of writing a slightly weirdly worded email, I'm now two weeks late and rude. And so just the knowledge of that causes me to avoid it some more, kind of stick my head in the sand and just kind of move on from that. And that's happened to me, not just with emails, but in a lot of places in my life where, you know, you kind of assume that it's not really going to come back and bite you unless it's work-related or something really, really urgent. Um, Other people's life moves on. And I, I kind of, knowing that, kind of relied on the fact that no one was really going to say anything without really understanding how that was going to impact me and impact my brand, which is a whole nother topic for another day. Um, and I got out of the habit of pushing myself to to do things early. And, you know, if you look back a couple of years ago, I'd really gotten into the the stride of doing things on point. And I asked myself, what changed? And it was really a lack of engagement in my life, lack of an, lack of seeing the being unable to see the connection between what I'm doing and where I want to go, which, you know, doesn't always have to be there, but it's just nice as a motivating tool personally. And what's resulted is, you know, stress leading to avoidance, leading to self-sabotage. I really believe that these small things like, you know, accumulate and sabotage your own success and get in the way of you moving forward out of shame and of guilt. Sometimes people don't even care, but you feel so guilty and so shameful because of what you've done. Um, very small things here and there, telling someone you're going to call them back and then not doing it and then avoiding that person, um, to varying degrees, of course. And, you know, as you get more comfortable with the situation, the stress, you take a little bit more leeway and you open the door for things like avoidance. Um, and then you end up sabotaging your, your, uh, progression. So I think that pretty much outlines what it is that I mean by avoidance and uh, self-sabotage. And I asked myself a couple of things when I was creating this topic. Uh, What am I avoiding? What are the conditions that cause me to avoid? And what can I change to help me push through? So Just to quickly share what I've learned through this exercise and as I try and build back my good habits, um, what am I avoiding? I'm avoiding the stress that comes with, I think I'm avoiding the frustration that comes with not understanding why my actions, what my actions are leading toward, leading up to. And you know, it can be things at work. It can be other outside activities that really suck up all your time. But as soon as you start pushing them off and saying yes to too many things, you know, you end up letting things fall through the cracks and even stuff that really matters. And you do understand the connection to the, to the rest of my, to my life and my goals, those kind of fall to the wayside too. So I think I'm really avoiding, uh, facing myself, facing the future that I want to create for myself. And Distracting myself with things like television, social media, uh, phone conversations, naps, uh, a lot of things that would seem normal, but you know, I kind of take them to the extreme and I, and I have to admit that. Um, what are the conditions that cause you to avoid? So 
like I said, anything that's not clearly linked to my goal, something that makes me feel a little bit guilty or ashamed up front or makes a little bit of stress in terms of if there's any leeway in terms of can I apply this, if I can reply today or tomorrow or you know pick up on this later in the week, just creates that little opening that I often exploit. And I'm not saying I'm incapable of doing things, but there are some important things that have fallen through the cracks that you know snowball and it keeps you from the avoidance cycle. Like you avoid one thing relating to a specific topic and then now when something else comes up, you have to deal with the guilt or address the fact that you didn't do something else related. The first task and now the second task has come up and am I going to avoid that or address what I did wrong? And you see how that goes. So what can I change to help push through? Um, I've really identified uh, external accountability as one of the motivating factors for me. So knowing that someone is counting on me or is listening to what I said and is going to remember um, that I promised to do something and I didn't. Recently, I, you know, my avoidance and self-sabotage has gone to the point where even people waiting on me doesn't ha- necessarily have the same impact because the stress of acknowledging all the things that I've put off. Um, and these are even things to myself. Like It's not necessarily at work or my friends or my family. It's just things I promised myself that I don't follow through on. Um, And so creating a higher sense of accountability um, and knowing that hmm, one of the big things I can change also is learning to say no and only saying yes to the things that I am motivated to do and can do whenever possible. Obviously, there are things that, you know, you really have a choice in and you have to complete. And those things I normally don't have a problem with, like, you know, paying your rent or cleaning your house or, you know, getting your oil changed. But all the things that are going to accumulate up to, you know, me becoming that girl 10 years from now, um, I think creating more external accountability is going to help. So I put together a couple tips that I think will help um, me in this aspect. So the first is the one penny rule. And this was first introduced to me by Gretchen Rubin in the um, Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast, which I highly recommend. Um, She's a journalist who focuses on the role of habits in our lives and really first um, helped me understand the role of external accountability in my life and creating external expectations to drive me to complete goals. Um, And so the one penny rule is if I give you a penny, would you think that it is uh, a large sum of money? Um, The expected answer is no. And then if you gave a second penny, is it still, is it? a large sum of money yet. And, you know, you go on and so forth until one point you have a certain sum of pennies, which has accumulated to a significant sum of money. And the question is at which point did that penny become valuable? So in which is that penny really more valuable than the previous ones? Obviously not. That means that Each individual penny cumulatively created this sum that you now find valuable, but individually you were not able to see that. And that's true for any goal that you have. If you want to write a book and you think you're going to write a chapter a day, that's really ambitious. And that whole goal, maybe you can meet it, but maybe the thought of writing an entire chapter at once causes you to sleep in an extra hour and miss that deadline. 
But if you promise yourself one sentence a day or one paragraph a day, it seems insignificant, but a whole year of paragraphs could be a book. Maybe one paragraph will lead to two paragraphs that day and the next day you'll have two sentences. But just making that incremental progress towards your goal is really what the important thing is. And I'm definitely guilty sometimes of creating, taking off, biting off a bigger piece than I can chew. And instead of pushing through, just kind of taking it easy and saying, you know what, I'll just start tomorrow. Um, And honestly, every tomorrow adds up. Time passes so quickly that I just don't want to rely on that anymore. So one penny rule. And another one is similar rule is something that I heard from my aunt. Um, and I was explaining to her, you know, all the things that I want to accomplish in life and how sometimes I get excited and sometimes I feel discouraged. And she literally stopped me and was like, do you know how to eat an elephant? And at first I was like, what, why are you bringing this up? I'm not in the mood for an anecdote. Like, are you making fun of me? And she was like, no, just answer the question. So I was like, I don't know you, I don't know. I literally didn't have an answer. I was so frustrated. And she was like, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Um, After laughing for a while and just like, my family got to love them. Um, I realized like she's so right. This is just like the one penny rule. You, even the biggest, biggest tasks have to be broken down into bite-sized pieces and each one contributes to the larger mass, but you can handle it in bite-sized pieces. So my next section, my next tip that I've accumulated and I want to incorporate into my life this coming week is get smart about your energy. So start small and manageable. So I want to make sure that I'm putting my energy in the right places. Like if I have a list of prior, if I have a list of to do things to do for the week, I probably have to prioritize them instead of just you know, pushing out all the mundane and time-consuming tasks that aren't necessarily as urgent or as critical to my progress that week and aren't are real precursors for next week's tasks. I need to start doing those things first, even though they cause me a little bit of stress and I want to avoid them really bad. Focus on that. Save my energy. Uh, put my energy there and then use whatever's left for those mundane tasks that I can do, like reporting my time or, you know, cleaning the bathroom or creating a grocery list, things like that, um, can be pushed off because they're relatively mindless and you don't have that much brain power in the day. It is a finite amount. Um, another thing is to stay busy. I want to say yes to the things that matter and say yes only to the things I can accomplish, but I want to make sure that I'm busy because the expression, if you want something done, give it to someone who's busy, completely true in my life. My best and most productive days are days when I have 10 tasks to do as opposed to two. So if I have two tasks and I check my phone, I check my email, and I I think a lot of people, you know, you look at your short to-do list and you just kind of take it easy. But when you're busy, you know that every minute counts and I can do infinitely more. There are sometimes I have two tasks that day and I finish the day with no tasks done. Whereas on a day with 10 tasks, you know, I finished 12. Um, 
And yeah, just making sure to manage what I say yes to so that I, I'm busy but not overwhelmed and knowing the difference. Um, the next one is to create accountability. Oh, I'm doing that with this podcast, but on top of that, when I'm doing certain tasks, I need to figure out, okay, obviously there's a certain level of stress and pressure that is not conducive to productivity for me, but creating first understanding what kind of pressure does work and then um, and it makes me productive and then create that outside of myself. So maybe it's this podcast. Maybe it's working with a friend who has good work ethic and I enjoy spending time with. Maybe it's giving myself a small break at the end or a reward of, you know, buy myself a shirt if I can finish this task or, you know, small things here and there that incentivize me to, to really do, to really accomplish what I want. And the next one is, um, and I'm still working on this is getting down on myself. So getting frustrated, getting upset, feeling just, so upset with yourself is such a waste of energy and it's not productive. If I do something wrong um, and I figure out why, I should fix it. But I should, I think the important thing here is to lay away, lay off of, the, you know, words with the superlative acts, um, aspect. So anything from, you know, stupid, lazy, dumb, or can't, take that out of my vocabulary so that can replace it with words that are less definitive and more um, of a sta- of a state than of a of a current state. So you know things like that was not smart, <laughs> or I was lazy today. Not I am lazy. So I'm not saying I go around saying these things, but I think that what you say has so much power, and the fact that you think it first and then say it reinforces it twice, I think. So focusing on everything in a positive way, in a way that focuses on your current state and where you want to go. And I think that on the flip side, focusing on words like smart or hardworking, things that have like a steadfast quality to them, like there's, they're unchanging. I really want to stay away from things like that because if you feel like you're smart, then you feel like that's just how it is and you won't work on becoming more knowledgeable. And that's something I want to step away from because I've always considered myself to be a smart person, a hardworking person, an honest person. And some of those you don't really have to work to maintain, but why not continue working? Why not become a better version of yourself even if you already have those qualities? Defining yourself with such definitive terms, I think, limits your ability to grow and change and add upon that and build upon that. Um, um, and I really believe that superlatives are not helpful. So those are my tips for this week. Um, hopefully the way that I've defined the, the issue of avoidance and, um, how it can turn into self-sabotage and breaking down, um, how those things come to play, the role that they've had in my life, the role and the tips that I'm going to work on the next few weeks. I'm going to try and incorporate in my life over the next season or so. I hope that you get something out of it and I, I look forward to reporting back. Thanks. 
Before I close out episode one, there's another piece to the How She Ate an Elephant podcast, which is the book of the week. Um, I used to be a very avid reader, and sometime throughout college, I just completely dropped it. And I always want to approach different situations from a place of knowledge and empathy, and reading books is one of the best ways to do that. I think that uh, throughout many years of watching television and getting my fix of drama and storytelling, from that, I've almost lost the patience to sit down and read a book. So with that, my first ever book of the week is going to be Who Moved My Cheese, written by Ken Blanchard in 1998. Apparently, it's an amazing guide in how to deal with change in your life and in work, which is very relevant to me right now. Um, And on the next episode, I'm going to get into a little bit about this book and what I get out of it. Thanks again for listening.